Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Hello everybody and welcome back to yet another hopefully exciting and astonishing episode of the Project Challenge cast. My name is Marcel, this is PLC episode 62. I am stoked, as always, to have all of you dear listeners hopefully with us. I am, as always, at least until next week when I think he's not here, stoked to have Basti with us. Hi, hi. And uh, today we thought it's going to be something special. We want to do something completely different. You know, normally it's a an amazing two-man show between Basti and myself. But we thought, what if we like, you know, introduce a a unknown, a a stranger element into all of this? So we have a special guest today. His name is Richard. Hi, Richard. I'm excited and astonished to be here. Thank you. Now, since you are, I believe, for the first time on a PLC, and maybe the listeners are not familiar with you, why don't you introduce yourself, Richard? Uh, That's your yeah. name, right, Richard? Do I, am I pronouncing that correctly? It's, okay, cool. uh, it's it's Richard. Um, hi, uh, I'm here. Um, as you know, none of these fucking people have any friends, so they've been begging me to do this forever. Uh, finally, I, I just could not come up with any excuses. Um, they will pay me in spicy chicken nuggets, because uh, it's also, frankly, the only thing that my time is worth. Thank you. Uh, it was a nice intro. Unfortunately, I feel like most of that will have to be cut out during editing. Alas. So, um, but Richard, since you... I'm pronouncing it correctly, right, Richard? Since you are new here, why don't you tell us a little bit what have you been playing recently? Because you, you do play video games, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing that you're telling me about this, Marcel, because I have crawled out of the fucking endless tunnel that has been my gameplay time with Larian's Divinity Original Sin 2. Divinity 2, Divinity Originals, Divinity 2 Originals, Divinity 2, Divinity, Divinity Original Sin 2, colon, Original Sin 2, colon. Definitive Edition, I guess. Definitive Edition. That game is so fucking long. How long did it take you? What's what's, what's your playtime on Steam? Uh, Playtime doesn't count because I've had a, a little person in my house just screaming and making me quit games. So Basti. I'm going to say, yeah, it's Basti. He comes by, he throws a little tantrum. He says, pick me up. And then he just runs away. Um, I, doing an educated guess, Steam has me at, at 170 hours. Wow. I'm going to say it's probably about 130, 140. But that also counts for uh, co-op sessions you played with people, right? Probably, yeah. So let's say, let's let's put it at over 100. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, because I mean, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with the classic co-op curse um, that I... That well, I, I was going to say, does this game have co-op, Richard? Have you ever tried playing co-op? Why don't you tell uh, the readers, uh, sorry, the listeners about wow. your experiences trying to play co-op in this game? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the, my experiences playing co-op are the same um, in every constellation with you fucking people. But uh, we oh, can no, play it's any not game. You people, it's Basti. Not you uh, people, two, Basti. two separate games you have been involved in have had the co-op curse. Any 
co-op game that I somehow play, we can only play for two sessions and then everything falls apart. Um, it's probably me. I'll, 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 I'll own it. They probably just don't want to play with me anymore. But um, my God, uh, we try. We, we so we tried. We tried Divinity Two twice, right? Uh, we played it. I, I think yeah, I twice. Played, so I, I, I once tried, tried myself. Once. So I have, I think, now played the first you, three guys. hours of sort of Divinity Two three times, but never further than that. Thank exactly. you, Bastiano. Also yes. means the curse. Like I, I cannot be the source of the curse because I played it only once with you guys, and you just mentioned that you had another occasion where the curse uh, was hitting you. So it's clearly not me. I mean, there was also in the in the early early like in the distant past of the projector lunch cast like the early days the foundational period there was another special contributor slash guest his name was matthew mm-hmm. he was from scotland or some shit i don't know scotland or some shit i believe is, is officially where he's from i just know he's a middlesbrough fan so like you know um but yeah. he also he also played divinity with us one evening um he dragged everything out a lot because you know, like he had that oh i'm a narrative person i must discover every single Brickstone in the city. Let's not go questing. Let's look at stuff. That actually and... makes a lot of fucking sense. Like the co-op in Divinity Two is weird if it's your first time playing Divinity Two. The the conversations are kind of weird. Like you know, the you just listen in, right? Well, so, so yeah, you can just listen in. And and then like for example, in the Old Republic, like yeah. there, like you can like participate. But like here, right. it's just like oh, and it doesn't all. Or, I mean, it's both. A good and a bad idea, like that. Uh, if if Richard now starts a conversation, it doesn't automatically pop up on my screen. I can do, keep doing other stuff, but yeah. it also means that if Richard doesn't actively tell me or if I don't notice he's talking to somebody, I'm gonna miss that conversation. So it's yeah, exactly it's a, a very specific setup, I would say. So like, do in one of our playthroughs with Matt, like due to a conversation he had with someone else, some dude randomly came up and started a fight with me, and I he was, was like, drunk. He was very strong. Uh, that, that that balance is another issue. So so I mean like for co-op, it it is a cool idea. It is, I think it would be really really fun in a second playthrough when you use any of their. So they they like Larian has um, collated like ten or so mods that add a bunch to the game and like um, put them in as optional content. And if you put them on there, you don't get any achievements. Obviously they're just like any other mod, but like they, they do offer some neat stuff. So I think that'd be fun for a call where you like, you know how to build a character, you know how combat works, you know how the conversations work and you know, the beats of the storyline. Cause it's so easy to miss something. Um, I think that would be the ideal way to do co-op. Cause like hopping in and just playing this alone. Um, I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's how a lot of that stuff works. Like we were having issues deciphering how to play like a stealth character for example like like when you should be invisible when you should not be or like i was playing a a a tank and it's like when should i be what skills should i be using like like the initial um bumps on that game like how you're how you just do a a beginning build it can be really rough but uh you play if you if you play with um you can like i made a create a custom character uh and then uh like played with three of the pre-made characters that have their own storylines in the game. So like they all suggest like I'm a I'm pretty much a rogue. Uh, I'm just going to rogue it up and then you're like cool and they they come kind of pre-built and then it gives you an idea of how to how to get into those play styles a little easier. Um but yeah, that game is fucking long, man. 
I distinctly remember playing as Ezio Auditore in that game. He's absolute. That character is nothing like Ezio at all. Um, like he does you, look like older Ezio. He does look like older Ezio, but like this he is. He is um, for for if you, I went with the first option for him, because uh, you can only take three of them with you. There's six pre-made characters in the game. Mm-hmm. You can only take three of them with you if you're unless you're playing as one of them, and then in which case it's four. But um, I, I took him with me. He's a he, he's like a crossbow dude. He's a he's he's pretty much a Lord of the Rings man, pretty much. No, like seriously, crossbow, like like he's Lord of the Rings man. Yeah, he's pretty much fucking Aragorn though. Like he's he's uh, you know, Aragorn never yeah. once uses a does he? You guys are fucking weird nerds, just weird nerds. But um, he's he's, he's you know he's a crossbow Aragorn. He's got a tragic past, and he used to fucking hang out with elves. It's pretty much Aragorn. I mean, that's me. Why why do you say why do you say Lord of the Rings man of Marcel man? Uh, you also have a tragic past, but um, I couldn't picture you using a crossbow either. So yeah, he he he's he's uh, they, and they're, they're, those characters are really cool. Um, most of the story is cool involving them, like each of their little uh, storylines. If you're into like a Mass Effect sort of companion questy thing, they've all got really interesting kind of angles to them. I thought, um, except for my character, who was just kind of since he was custom, he didn't have any of the uh, the really interactions that you'd have with other characters along the way. And the ending of this game is just fucking no spoilers, but just kind of like, like it's done. I hope you had fun. Um, I, I do on a side note, love how steam highlights like achievements nowadays with like a golden outline. If, if it less than 10 people, yeah, less than 10% rare, yeah, of players. Yeah. Yes. Cause so, uh, me beating the game, less than 10% of players have beaten the game. Apparently. I'm not surprised. Well, if it's online, that makes surprised. sense. Yeah. So I have, sure. before we move on, Richard, I have one last question for you. Yes. Would you say that, so you use them as a crossbow guy. Okay. But like, anyways, do you think like the AI rogues stroke better than I roked in co-op? Fucking yeah, but we we fucked it up, man. Like the I so I went with uh, Sabil as, as a rogue, because that's what she's she does, I guess. Which one is that? Um, uh, badass elf lady. Oh, the one that eats people. She licks people. Elves elves can eat people and get their memories, but she can also just lick you. I get. I don't know. She's fucking. They're all weird. But um. She was she was a rogue and yeah we were we, we I don't even know why I wasn't playing as a rogue you were doing it real real wrong like tragically wrong like hilariously wrong uh, backstab yeah that's kind of all you do you just walk up to them and backstab once and then they just fucking beat the ever living shit out of you the next turn because you never yeah, get away every single fight yeah way. or like go invisible or do anything cool you just kind of like stand there and just get rolled and then you're like where's my heels and it's like nobody's playing as a healer. Anyways, um, I, okay, I do actually, sorry, I just, I remembered one one last question, sorry, Rich, before we conclude this segment. Could you share with the audience the name that your character had the first time you played this game in co-op? The first time we played in co-op, I was playing as Undead Bouncer Vic Punchflexer. Fuck yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. Yes, your yes, uh, audience, was Richard awesome. was playing a skeleton that was called Vic mm-hmm. Punchflexer. His highest yep. ambition in life was to find somebody whose face he could steal, because that's the thing you can do in Divinity as a skeleton. Yeah. Legendary. I, I did that. I, I played as a different undead character because I wanted to honor the uh, the legacy of Vic Punch Flexer and also not play uh, melee. So I, I played a uh, necro summoner, I guess. Um, 
but yeah, you do. You can you can steal faces. That is the thing, which is also it's kind of a lame mechanic because like the people in the game world don't like skeletons, so they make a big deal out of it. They're like, don't show your fucking face. But then like if you're wearing any armor at all, and literally my dude looked like like it was like, yo, he's obviously a fucking skeleton. You can see that he's a fucking skeleton. He's wearing like he's wearing like Clark Kent glasses, but he's a skeleton, and they were fine with it. Did you look like Sir Daniel Fortesque from from Medieval? I I might as well have like for as much as they actually noticed I was ever a skeleton. And then like you get the whole cool face thing, but it doesn't do a lot. Um, there are some there are some racial uh, answers and options that you can do, but like it's they, they kind of flubbed that in the end. But yeah, um, you know that was Larian's last joint, and I'm alley ooping you for a segue. Uh, I was actually gonna let. Uh, I was actually gonna say we're gonna come back to Larian in a second. Fuck. But first, just first, you know, it's a very rare thing. Like Basti only gets to play a video game like once every full moon. So Basti, what was the last time you played a video game? Um, yesterday. That's not true. No, but what Can't were you playing actually? Before. Uh, so sure, perfect, perfect segue. I um played a lot of Wasteland Three as of late. Um, yeah. which is like not as played... long but also long right yeah it's also very very long I think I'm now like 30 35 hours in or something so take this Marcel um, wow and I played uh, Wasteland 2 I'm a big fan of the old Fallout games like Wasteland 2 is on my on my queue of games to play is that, is uh, that hold up still I would say like yes but Wasteland 3 is so much better in all regards wow like Okay, the thing is, like what they what they really ramped up is uh, the production quality. So Wasteland Two has very very much that classic CRPG look to the bottom left to read text, um, and I descriptions love of the scenery and all this kind of like stuff, which is great. Gives you, I mean, you have that a lot in in Pillars of Eternity, etc. But in Wasteland Three, everything is fully voiced over, and it saves a lot of time. Obviously, conversation, all that kind of stuff is a little bit shorter than, than when you have a mostly text-based game um, when it comes to conversation because you have to, to keep it a little bit shorter, but the voice acting is absolutely great. But what I like about that game, um, I cannot remember if Wasteland was that harsh in that regards. Like, the combat is really, really hard, but it gives me the sense of puzzle game feeling you have also in Divinity. So every single combat encounter, if you just uh, go go in guns blazing, there's a very, very high chance that you reload because your whole party dies. Or at least like a, a yeah. lot of your, your guys dies. I'm going to need a fucking break from that, my friend. Yeah. So to be honest, it is like, in that regard, it's totally like Divinity, I would say even harder. Like that Does game... It, like, yeah. It, my, my, the thing that pissed me off about Divinity was like I didn't know enough about like... I guess consciously leveling my um, yeah. my my uh, go before anyone else. So, so like like I'd start a fight and like three dudes would just just fuck me up, and then like I'd be like, okay, I guess it's my turn, but I'm half dead and on fire. Yeah, exactly. Does that shit happen in? Yeah. It, oh. oh no. So the problem is um, the the leveling system looks at first glance very standard and basic. Yeah. Like the, the, the skills and perks, and you're like, okay, I know that from, from many other games. I just take this, and that sounds cool, or whatever. Until you realize, like, 10, 15, 20 hours in, 
oh, that shit combos very, very hard, and I completely missed that. So the whole combat, especially at the like when you st- when you get into the mid game, um, you have to take uh, your skills and, and and combos to your advantage, or you will just lose horribly. Um, it will happen that you get one shot a lot, so you have to be very, very careful how to engage and position your guys in combat. Like, I like it a lot, I must say. Like, at times I was frustrated because I have the feeling that, like, the, the most stupid ganger or whatever um, running an ambush on my party, like, low-level dudes, and one-shotting one or two members of my party in the first round. But now... See. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, no, you go ahead. I, I, right, now, yeah. as I got hold of the, the skill system and how the perks um, combo with each other and how certain weapons work, etc., uh, I became, in general, like way smarter about everything. Every one of my party members is now specialized and I have this big turnaround of old... Let's say it's a little bit like playing an old um, XCOM game where at the beginning it's really, really hard and there will be at a later stage the point where you master a lot of the game mechanics and it flips around, it becomes way easier, um, which is yeah. different compared to modern AAA games where it starts usually fairly easy and it gets slowly harder, etc. Sure. Um, the story is great. Um, very... I think they managed very well to have that feeling, that grimdark feeling of the the old. Uh, They're just trying games. to do old Fallout, right? Yeah, but at the whoa, same whoa. time, can we please to, to save the term grimdark for the one true grimdark? Old Fallout. Is it like the warm-up reference or something? Yes, obviously. Thank you, Bus. Um, so it is fairly gory and grim, like the old Fallout games, but at dark. the same time, they have dark, yeah. Um, but they have way more humor, like which reminds me a little bit, uh, like, more like a f- like the the difference you had with Fallout One and Two. Yeah, was, Fallout, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. more grim. The soundtrack alone, the soundtrack alone was was super dark. Now this kind of you, like you don't have it, it comes with the wacky wasteland perk enabled for all you zoomers yeah. out there. You have way more humor, like more close to to Fallout Three or Four in. Um, in Wasteland 3, so it's at times really, really wacky, but I don't know what it is. They landed better because I absolutely hate most of the humor in Fallout 3 and 4. I think it's very on the nose. It's very ham-fisted. But in, in Wasteland, I don't know why it works. Like, they have a character uh, a, a character which has a name which is uh, uh, just um, Brian Fargo's name turned upside down and stuff like this, and you're like, oh, that's but, but somehow it works. I don't know what it is. Like, even the flat jokes feel fitting yeah. in a weird way why i usually hate this in games like like borderlands uh highly recommend it but it one of the is one, a tough tough thing to chew through one of the things that really saved my ass in uh in divinity was free respects whenever you want does it have something like that haven't found it yet but okay. goddamn i would love to because like i made the mistake of um, leveling my first like you it's a little bit like Divinity you get a lot of pre uh, characters throughout the story but you can also create your own characters um, but you I think you're forced to start with two self-made characters and I came very quickly to a point that I got new characters which were very interesting but had the same skills as uh, one of my, my self-built characters and that is a game where that doesn't work very well so 
most cases if you have let's say you just need one guy with the, ner the skill nerd stuff or mechanics or etc it makes no sense whatsoever to have two of them in your party and that's yeah, sure, sure. very annoying so i would love party to diversity uh, I, I need to check there might be a way like a like a skill respect book or something hidden in the game i haven't found it out yet also yeah. i'm not far into the story i'm like 35 hours in and i'm still at basically at the beginning of chapter two I, I thought the same shit in Divinity, but then it just fucking ended. And, like, all the bad guys were like, oh, wait, no shit, I guess you do win. Hmm. Kind of. I don't know. It's cool. It's definitely worth. So, okay, you, we, we both recommend those games. Yeah. But I need a fucking breather. Yeah. Maybe if you want to your your um, isometric tactic uh, kick play something like XCOM Chimera what was it called again which is like Chimera Squad yeah casual and, and shorter but yeah no I think I, I just yeah I think it was Chimera else. Squad yeah yeah it's Chimera Squad that's good it's good but yeah. it's it's uh, it's tough it's really tough and it's good that it is tough like this like I wouldn't say I wanted to have it like easier I think there's an easy mode I played it on normal like I cannot imagine how it is on hard but um I'm still pushing through, and um, but I'm, I'm getting it to the point where it feels becoming becoming step by step more easier because I understand the mechanics more. Up to the point where I wish to almost start all over from the from scratch to to um, fuck that skill better and all that kind of like stuff. But I won't do that. But I know that a lot <laughs> of people like talked on Reddit about uh, oh yeah I'm in my yeah. third and second playthrough. Like I, I've got no time for that. But I I, <laughs> I get that appeal to be honest. I get the appeal of starting all over. I mean, I played Fallout 1 and 2 like five, six, seven times each, so. Yeah. All right. That's, I'm glad to hear about that you're enjoying a game. I'm having a, a very hard time believing that you finished a game in your life once, much less five, six times, but, you know, we, we all we all love to tell our stories. Um... Personally, uh, I, I will I will keep it brief. I have recently, so you know, I'm I've been I've been on a roll. I finished I think now 28 games this year, and the last one over the weekend, and like finished I guess is a vague term, but I did for the first time manage to escape from Hades, which is a special achievement for me because I normally am the opposite of a roguelite or roguelike player. Why did you say finished is a rough term? Is it like not is that not the end of the game? Uh, because there is still like a ton of, uh, well, I guess if you want to call it post game or whatever, like there's a ton more stuff to the story. Yeah, but there's well, cre you saw credits, right? Stuff. I mean, like that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, like, yeah, it's like that whole thing. Yeah, but like you know, there's a true ending or stuff like that. Oh, of whatever. course, but, sure. Um, You're not a yeah. It's like it's like I I've beaten Splunky, but I don't. I haven't. I'm pretty sure I didn't do like crazy ass extra ending castle madness Splunky. Well, I wouldn't know about all that, yeah. but well, um, I, I can safely say play. still, you know, like um, I uh, again, like I normally don't play this genre. It does nothing for me. I tend to get super frustrated somehow, but I don't know why. But this is a game like where not dying, like I don't get frustrated. Like, even when I die, I don't get that frustrated because, you know, you still always feel like you've made some progress, even just talking to characters, which gets you closer to unlocking like the next bit of story with them. I think it was my 28th escape attempt that that finally got me out of Hades. I don't know if that is good or bad, like where that stacks Sounds up. Sounds pretty good people. for a roguelike. Mm -hmm. Did you but... did you take advantage of the god mode thing? I did not, because like oh. I had where well, by the time I started the game, like you know, like yeah. an early access, um, it it wasn't there yet. 
Right. I think they just added for release, right? I guess. And so I like I had like a lot of the like essentially like all of the early upgrades from uh, from like the Mirror of Night. So I already got them. Yeah. Like uh, like you know I'm I'm sure I would have if it had been available at the time. But yeah, okay. um, like I, I think you, I, I did you'd already team. had to do it. Yeah, like I you know I already like I already grinded through like a ton of the upgrades um before like god mode even existed. So like I think yeah. I had 18 escape attempts in in the early access. Yeah. And then 10 more in uh, yeah, like like in, in in the full release. Do you feel but like still... it had some nice progress? Cuz like uh, like that's a, that's a bit of a turn off for me is like is like for example like Splunky is the same fucking thing all the time and you you very rarely get something that aids your progression. Um, but like Void Bastards feels like it, it, there's a lot of rungs to fall back down on. Like, do you feel like uh, like um, like you're building a character, or was it really like you just mastered the game? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, was there is there is there progression? Like, are you unlocking permanent upgrades? Or is there anything that is staying between runs? Yes, that's what I okay. talked about like, before. Like, that's the Mirror All of Night right. stuff. Like, that I already okay. I unlocked a ton of these before. Like, the game was out of early access. All right. Um, and then I think yeah, like the first time, like I fit uh, the, well, so far, the only time I finished it. Um, I guess I did get lucky with with my build. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like the specifically the boons I had was like, wait, I heard about these ones that this is a good combo, and it was a very good combo. The way it okay. works. So essentially, I was. Um, shooting shooting like instead of one arrow i shot like three arrows in a spread pattern all of them slowed people all of them when they hit it area damage and i got like a from from poseidon a boon that like does water damage and push people away so like it, it just got it came together where it was like okay you know i'm and, and like this like the final boss like he barely was able to reach me because he was like <laughs> you know, a slower melee guy it took a while but i just dashed away from him and just kept pushing him away so um so, yeah, are you gonna like, stick around for more of the uh, the post game stuff, or definitely yes? On, yeah? um, uh, it is it is the very rare game that again, like I cannot stress enough. Like you know, I, I very rarely actually play indie games normally, as you guys know, and never play this genre. Um, right now, Hades would be very high on my personal game of the year list. Wow! Um, so wow, I'm definitely stuff. gonna keep playing this game for sure, and I highly recommend it to everybody. I'm also gonna, as soon as they have the uh, as the cross save, I'm definitely going to buy it on Switch as well. Oh, so this is planned? Yes, they actually planned to have it for launch. Unfortunately, it didn't make it. Um, but yeah, like I, I guess what their next major update should have cross save between Switch and PC, so you that's, can just take it. Uh, like you know, for a game like this, it's it's of course perfect, right? So rave reviews. I should I should play Hades. Definitely for my as, side, as a fan games. of roguelikes and super giant games, like definitely. Okay. And uh, and as an even bigger fan, like some might say, an aficionado of Marcel opinions and uh, taste. Maybe maybe a little lighter on that one, but you know, I got I got coupons to burn on the Epic Game Store. <laughs> I think they even have it on sale right now. I think like with the coupon, you can get it for like, like less 10 than ten bucks or something. Yeah. Oh shit! I was I wanted to get it for Switch, but now for under ten bucks or for ten bucks, I might get it uh, on. Um... Epic first. Yeah, yeah I, I think I've mentioned a couple times. Switch again. I mentioned a couple times before on this here show, but dear dear audience, if you haven't played it, um, maybe try Hades. 
And, you know, moving on, segueing from one thing that gets the Marcel thumbs up, which is Hades, mm -hmm. to another thing that's getting a warm Marcel's thumb up. Mm -hmm. It's the early access release of Baldur's Gate 3, which I believe is from the fine people who made the game that Richard spent 170 hours on. I played a Larian video game before. And uh, also this is a... I think the, the, the astonishing thing for me, sorry, when... when um, and when they announced this, I was blown away. I think I can safely say, because it, it sounds overly dramatic, but when you think about it, I think I can safely say that Baldur's Gate changed my life, because that was the thing that made me want to work in the games industry. And also, I got my first job because of previous work on a fan site for Bioware games, which I got into because of Baldur's Gate. So, you know... Um, can, can, it's, can uh, make one this game you. really went for your eyes. Ooh. Boo. Can, can we, like, before we talk about that game, Baldur's Gate 3, can we make one thing clear? Mm -hmm. No spoilers if, if... or we'll cut you. Wow. Probably stab you. There's no spoilers. Yeah, how can you spoil it? The fucking game's not done yet. Exactly. <clears throat> it's an early access. But the, yeah, the, weird um... thing, the weird thing about this game with the highlights, like the, the headlines for me, is like people are like, Oh, it's a fairly, fully priced early access game, and it's like I, I can't remember the last time early access has not been full price. Like that seems to be pretty fucking standard nowadays. Or do they mean like sixty dollars? I was gonna say it's not usually full price. It's usually the same price as the game is going to cost. Yeah. Like these days, in this case, it costs sixty dollars. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, so I guess, that is. Yeah. But also, I, I was going to say, so yeah, like for me personally, um, uh, again, like, you know, I, I have a, a personal relationship to, to Baldur's Gate. And yes, it's a new developer. It's a new yeah, combat system, a, new rules, whatever, but it's still Baldur's Gate, right? Like, you know, and, like that, that means a lot. It's a developer and with legacy. Like, it's definitely, you know, like, I, I couldn't think of a better developer to do yeah, a, a new Baldur's Gate game absolutely. right now. Yeah. And um, what has really been astonishing to see, you know, so like, I assume when it when they announced, you know, there's probably like a, a bunch of old people like me who are going to be excited for that, right? Mm -hmm. But like, it's kind of hard to judge how much interest is there, how much, how much, you know, does the Baldur's Gate name still carry weight? Um, so here is an early access game. It's you know, it's it's buggy. It has a lot of issues, and they're very upfront about that. They expect it to be finished maybe a year or so. It's Ooh. sixty bucks, full price. And uh, when it launched, it uh, broke Steam immediately. Like uh, within two minutes, um, Steam had severe issues. And uh, if Steam Spy, and uh, in my personal experience, Steam Spy is usually more or less correct. It has in one week um, acquired more than a million players for a full-priced early access That's game. Crazy. I believe, personally, I think it's the biggest early access launch ever, at least that I can think of right now. Wow. I, that you love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm not a, I'm not not against early access. I played several early access games, but but also you sound suspiciously against early uh, access. No, uh, but for me, what's also crazy about this number, like, I would have thought that Baldur's Gate is that one game where people say, okay, with that IP, I want to play the full experience, not the the buggy early access experience. Like for me. It was clear that I will not buy into early access because I don't want to spoil the cake for me. I want to play the the game when it's done. But it, yeah, I yeah, see I, I, not many people sharing that opinion. At least like right now, like one or two people on Twitter said the same. But most people are just like everyone is playing that game right now, even I though it's in a very can't. rough state. I can't. I can't. It, 
it was also immediately huge on on Twitch. Um, rough state. It's you know it's very interesting to see, and I think maybe you know this is also something that that's interesting for some people who are not you know um, spending as much time thinking about game development as maybe somebody like Richard is because he gets paid to do it allegedly. Yes. Um, to see like like the different states of things. So for example, um, you know, like a typical combat that I had so far. Uh, if you told me this was a fully released game, I would say, okay, I believe you. You know, like that's fine. Like uh, mm -hmm. the, the combat, uh, it actually feels pretty polished. You know, like the, there's a ton of, um, uh, you know, all the rules. And so if you're familiar with D&D rules, you know, like you immediately know what to do. And what that's if you're all familiar great. with other Larian games? Because I'm not familiar with D&D rules. Like, will this be familiar to me as a Divinity player? Like, like the, the how to play, sure. Like, I, I was more talking about you, know, like, um, you know, knowing, okay, I know that this thing is it takes a full action, and this thing is a free action. I can still, while still it's do, while still attacking, moving nine meters and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, like, obviously, there you have an advantage if you know D and D. Like, just playing it, I think, yeah, like a difference. So somebody who's played Divinity is definitely going to find a way around. But yeah, like the interesting part is so something like combat feels pretty polished to me already. Uh, the character editor is amazing. Um, even though I hope they will have more different voices, but like you know, just from the from the ways you can you can customize your people, it's great. Uh, and then you you have something the like customization really cool. Like the cutscenes, for example, right now they're super basic. You know, like it it looks like something you would have you know in, in like an early prototype or so, so some of them. And that's really interesting to see. Like um, again, for somebody you know maybe when you are not that familiar with the, like you know in game development, maybe some people have this idea that you know. If the game is at 50% completion, then every single thing in this game is at 50% completion, right? There's not a, a a thing where feature A may be already polished and almost ready to ship and something else is super early. So here it's like really, really interesting to see. You, you are in combat, it feels great, it feels polished, and then switches to a cutscene that's, you know, like super basic. Like, you know, you see a lot of like animation or effects that I assume are going to be there missing. And then next moment something is polished again. So I think that is, is quite interesting. Uh, to see, or like you know, a good reminder for people that you know maybe this is what a game looks like one year before release. I'm already, I'm already happy that they've got cutscenes. I mean, like, uh, no, like they didn't have cinematics it, in, in uh, Divinity. Yeah, it's it's a huge step up for you know, like it it, it really feels like a. It, um, there used to be like this weird conception, like these days. Okay, if somebody's like isometric, it, it's not, it's it cannot be a triple A game, you know, because a lot of these things like Pillars of Eternity or so or Wasteland Two, they came from from Kickstarter. They were smaller, like indie-ish things. Um, you know, starting from from the character creation, the models, the music. This does very much feel like a turn-based triple A RPG to me. Right. Like I, once this is finished and everything is in there. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to set you know, like uh, the, the new bar for production value in, in, in for like a classic or like an isometric RPG easily. Definitely sounds like something to watch. I just think that I've done enough of the um, enough of the uh, Larian for now. No, I it's wait until it's done. Like I actually went that far. Muted conversations uh, about Baldur's Gate on my my Twitter and social media accounts. Coward. <laughs> just do it for no. a year. To be honest, like for me, like I've I've very very similar experience to the franchise as Marcel, but uh, especially because of that, I want to wait until it's it's done. Like, needs to be perfect. No, no, I respect your opinion. I'm just saying you're a coward. Mm. Mm. Scott, you there, Basti? Um, I got you there. See, Richard agrees. 
So uh, moving on from, again, like the huge sales success of Baldur's Gate, I think that's worth pointing out for a full-priced early access game. Um, let's see. There is, on the other hand, there was a game that has, like, you know, raising been been raising some, some headlines on Steam that were pretty much the opposite of that. Hmm. Because some players have been noting that um, the game that, some unnamed members of this podcast panel have in the past tipped to be a, a hot contender for Game of the Year. Right. Marvel's Avengers right. is struggling a little bit lately to find players on the PC side because they have for several days now been uh, under 2,000 concurrent players, which of course for a game that has a ton of activities, all of which are matchmade, can be a bit of an issue. So like, there's been complaints from people who are... Um, you know, like waiting 10, 15 minutes sometimes if they want to do a specific activity to find players on PC, um, which is not great for a game that has been out for... How long has it been? Five weeks only, right? True. I oh, mean, shit. I guess... Time whatever... is so weird this year. Like, I, I, if you had just asked me, like, without without doing the math, I would have said, like, Avengers, you have three months or something. No. Actually, it turns out it's like five weeks. No, that's fresh as fuck, dude. It's weird because whatever panelist tipped this to be game of the year um, must have gotten... I, I mean, I know I know PlayStation got the exclusive Spider-Man, so that panelist must have gotten the exclusive fucking delusion because that game was a bit of a shit pile since it, you know, since it was demoed over a year ago. Oh, it's actually is it, a, a pretty fun game. Like I'm. I, I hear that, the that, uh, I hear the single player is all right. I hear and and everything I've seen from the multiplayer looks real fucking, real fucking bland, like a bag of flour, just like dipping a spoon into a bag of flour. Tell me I'm wrong. You played it. You you so you, you enjoyed it. You 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 you're wrong. Scene. Yes. I, I so it's, it's different for me. Like um. And I can I can see like where the problem is coming from for some people, you know. F- yeah. For me, like th- I I never expected like this game to to play this game the way I play, for example, something like Destiny, you know, or or or, or Valorant or something, you know, where I like I play this more or less actively all the time, you know, to keep in touch with things. For me, I always imagine this is a game where you know as new characters come in, as new missions come in, that I come back to the game and I experience new content. But I personally I didn't expect this to be a game. That I would be, you know, engaged enough in with the loot or whatever to say I want to play this every evening or so, and you know, and grind the stuff. And I clearly, I think that's the same for a lot of other people, Maybe. which of course leads to you know, these these uh, these dropping player numbers. But how are they marketing it? Are they saying the same thing? Like the game? I believe there's plenty of people that that expected this to be a thing and probably bounced off more than. I mean, it's it's always been shown to be a a gas, yeah. And sure, I mean, you know, what I'm describing is also a, a game as a service, right? Right, yeah, but you know, like, like how the, you the said goal like of a personal... game as a service. No, I'm not trying to make it personal. I'm saying the goal of a game as a service is to never let players stop playing it, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I just, I'm not sure I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, like for for the company, of course, ideally that is your goal. Yes, that's, that's what true. I'm talking about. Players players can play whatever they want, and that's that's their due process. I'm saying when you, as a company, release a game as a service, the ultimate goal is retention forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess Bust agrees with you. <laughs> I mean, if you disagree, that's. I mean, in, in, in theory, yeah. if you would would create a game where the retention numbers never drop, so where it would be uh, financially make sense to let that game run forever, then absolutely yes. I mean, obviously, most games, especially series of games, are like okay, maybe like for two or three years fixed uh, uh, yeah. post launch plan, etc. 
But uh, this is usually I mean, like a long existing franchise where they know the next game will just continue that loop. It's almost like the same game in that regards. I guess it's a bit rhetorical because like the the thing that you're describing is in essence a a failure of this, right? Like they thought that players would play this more. I mean, the they have a single player campaign that you do once. Everything else is match made, right? Uh, yeah. So, so like. You know, it, it, which which it is not now on on PC because apparently you can't find the people to play it with, which is which is a shame. But um, I I I guess the difference I guess I guess the difference in what we're saying is that I think um, you're way more into like oh I'll come back as as the stuff comes out, and I'm thinking every time every time that happens, every time people bounce off because the stuff's not there, less players come back. Sure, definitely. Yeah, that's that's just where I'm where I'm saying for that. So my you know personal opinions aside, you know that I'm not a fan of the game, but whatever. I'm not a fan of a lot of games. My opinion shouldn't mean that much. Um, it does not. Thanks. Uh, really, thanks because it really shouldn't. I, I'm I'm trying to be uh, a little more objective on uh, when I'm talking about it now. Is like, is like yeah, this is this is the classic kind of retention model, and and why it's very difficult to not even compete. With when you're with 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 competitors when your games as a service, you're competing with every other game that comes out. You know what I mean? Because you want people to be uh, Marvel's Avengers players. You don't want them to play other stuff. You know. So do you think? think so so I mean, uh, yeah, like there's this. Of course, like it's a natural thing, right? And and that's something we all know. Specifically with this game, which also has a a fun enough single player campaign that like yeah. i think a lot of fans would be satisfied playing that campaign and saying i'm done with this game you know like the way they used to with a traditional superhero game sure um and you know and we always know of course that it's natural that players drop off right like yeah that's just the way the way things go i think specifically the problem here is that i don't think the say pc sales were were high enough you know to to easily uh, make up for like any players dropping off you know whereas uh yeah, like something like Destiny or whatever, or or even WoW. So like you know, like really sure. big games, they they of course they lose players in between, but like there's always still enough players left over. Uh, here again, uh, if you look at something like Steam Spy, yeah. which you know again it's not you know it's not the uh, be all end all, but like it usually is in the right ballpark, then it is at less than half a million players on PC. Um, I think that is definitely a problem. Uh, what also definitely uh, in my mind was a huge issue here so i was thinking about playing this on pc but i there think that the, the spider-man yeah. exclusivity and like a lot of other exclusivity um in my mind pretty much killed the pc version that, that's in, a, in a lot way. of exclusive man that's yeah, so yeah that's that, a it pretty feels like yeah they they you know like they were more or less telling you like hey if you like really want to play this game play it on playstation play on playstation like i i think um I think even Spider-Man alone, like that is the kind of character that is, that is really a, I, and I wonder if the lesson, you know, cause this is, this is only benefiting Sony. So unless they, unless they really, well, I mean, unless they really paid square, you know, unless there's really a sweet pot at the end of this deal, because like, I don't know how you're, how you're developing in a Marvel property and somebody's like, all right, Spider-Man, you know, who's had got it. Some, like, some success some success i mean like the amount has he been on the marvel side i know it's sony that does the movies but like he's he's been in the most he's had his own the most his own movies right of, of uh, marvel characters yes yes definitely yeah 
So I mean, probably one of the most. I think the only character who can compete with that for a number of movies is Batman, right? Right. Well, even then, yeah. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if it's that much. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You're right. That's a good. That's an int- interesting. You're right. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's like, and if if you put out a DC property and somebody said Batman's exclusive to uh, to PlayStation, you'd be Absolutely. shooting that fucking. You should be shooting that game in the fucking head. I don't know if uh, Spider-Man's that important, but I mean, I don't think all... it's quite at that important because I think for for a, for a lot of more casual audiences, because you know um, DC movies have largely focused on like the big four of characters. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, like taking away Batman from DC would would sure. would completely kill it mass market. It's not as bad here, but it's still pretty bad. And uh, I think this is definitely a game where you can only hope for them that uh, in the future they're going to find a way to add crossplay. I think that would help it tons because right I, I now, just yeah, like I just hope they got really. fucking paid dude yeah for, that is well, yeah, kind of I hope the, the deal better be good yeah and 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 like I I uh I also um I think you you brought up an interesting thing that made me think a little bit more about what I said too because like you were talking about wow and like that does the content drop-off thing as well like doesn't it swell every time with expansions and they they know how to how to kind of get people to coast and and what they can count on for people to come back um, but to have hiccups this early where you don't hit that full stride, I think is, is rough. I, I don't know. I don't know if crossplay, yeah, maybe crossplay fixes it. Um, but I, I also, man, like every, every, everyone I've talked to about that multiplayer in that game, like it just does not seem like to like the thing. Like yeah. I hear really, really good single player. The multiplayer I, is, is a little lack, but I, I haven't played it. So that, that, that'd be stupid for me to speculate. It's just, Hearsay. I mean, there are a few, few, few games which managed to recover from such a such a bad start. But to be honest, they're few and far between. Uh, if you if you compare that, I think that that game will will struggle a lot, and I don't see it returning. I mean, I hope so, but also, well, I mean, I mean honestly, that is like the problem with something like this. Also, like like once a narrative starts, I'm I don't think at all the game itself is struggling necessarily. It's struggling on the PC side, definitely. And so like people are like, very oh, specifically. Okay. but you're like, you know, like, you know what, what you just saw, like, and that's not like not picking on Basti, but you know, like he immediately jumped from, oh, this game is struggling. And that's of course the problem with, you know, once, once you have this narrative going, which is why, as you guys said, like they hopefully better really get paid yeah. because, you know, like one struggling platform is enough to get this, this, this narrative going. That's um, too much of a, they that will, yeah. they will this week. So by the time, you know, this episode is out, hopefully people will know. Um, who are interested? Should they be interested in that? They're going to put out a blog post about the next steps. When so this this month there should be at least one of the two Hawkeyes. Uh, I don't know if both of them are coming. So first is going to be Kate Bishop, of course. Um, cool. Then classic Hawkeye coming soon with new stories, with new bosses. But like for me, also a big yeah. question here is you know, like with all the stuff they want to have with every hero, like new custom missions or so. Um, that is a lot of content. Like I really wonder what cadence they can keep up with this. I mean, it's people have of... already oh. data mined like a ton of heroes. Like that, yeah. that some traces are in there. I mean, they were already supposed last month or so to to um, announce uh, Black Panther, which you know they had very bad yeah. timing, of course, with. Sure. So sure. I think they did the right way, the right thing, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how how things progress. But I mean, yeah, they're uh, talking about selling a battle pass spot, per hero, right? So I mean, the cadence is going to be determined by by sales on this stuff. So they they should be leading, hopefully, with. It's interesting that they're leading with um with a character that I'd be more interested in. I like it when when kind of the the non MCU kind of sidelined characters 
show up in things. Um, but you'd figure if they're going to be selling, you know, what is it, ten bucks, ten bucks a battle pass for per character, like you'd be you'd be getting out the the MCU guys before you got anybody else out. Like, yeah, so I guess the the Black Panther thing would have made sense. Maybe like Ant Man or some shit. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, switching gears, because you know sometimes it's, uh-huh. it's really funny to me to see how things go. Um, while, for example, that game, as as you just correctly pointed out, Richard has been heavily criticized for having one battle pass per hero, mm-hmm. uh, which for me, for example, I have to say, and I may sound, and you know, I'm not, but I may sound like a corporate apologist here. Um, I don't see a problem with that at all because, like you know, as usual, like people do a big headline. Everything has like a single battle pass, and then they ignore all the details, which show that is actually, I think, like one of the most uh, player-friendly and generous battle pass systems I've ever seen in any game. But um, so you know, they get criticized for that. On the other hand, we have Squadrons, uh, EA's Star Wars Squadrons from EA, which came out last Friday, has been getting pretty good reviews, which I'm super happy about. And here you have the opposite, that EA has from the start when announced it said this game doesn't have any microtransactions, it has no DLC plans, it is not a game as a service, it's pretty much an old school buy the game in the box and that's it, that's what you're going to get. It was at a mid-range price of $40. And now um, there's actually, I've seen like I've seen press opinions about it, I've seen players complain that there's no plans for additional DLC, you know, and uh, it just well, feels for- so weird. Like... Everybody's like, I hate games as a service. What? This is not games as a service. I demand this to be games as a service. Like, it, two, it just feels very weird to me. Two quick things on that, because you were going, you were going full segue, and it's hard to stop the, uh, hard to stop the carousel. One, um, that game of the year joke wasn't so much a joke. Uh, I don't think you've ever met a battle pass you don't like. Um, so I mean, you know. But it's true. Like apology, here, it's here. It's it is it. it is very generous and player friendly. Honestly. Which one? In in Valorant, uh, sorry, Valorant. In in Avengers. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Yep. So, so I I would just say you know like I wouldn't label you a corporate apologist. I would label you a battle pass enthusiast. Okay. I would say like yep, if if you were able to like a Boy Scout collect a sash that had a patch for all of your battle passes, you would proudly do so. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You no, know, I'm I'm not I'm not even as much of a battle pass person as you may think. So like, okay, right now in Destiny, because it was extended with the delay, I think I am actually I don't know, like level 140 or something out of 100. Right. Well, I'm not talking about leveling the battle pass. I, I'm talking about buying the battle pass. Oh, okay. Hmm. Case closed. Second, second of all, I think this also is is a wonderful demonstration of the multiple viewpoints that the internet can come from the only uniting factor is that they're all fucking dumb i don't there's a lot of there's a lot of people who who have opinions on the internet that should not have opinions you can't you can't obviously these yeah yeah i mean we've all seen what ea does with monetization and i feel like we were just talking about ea and monetization and star wars recently ish like they they did the good guy thing and I get that you want more of it, but my God, man, I, like, it's so weird to me that people are like, the, the it, for, for me, it's just weird watching the march of monetization. I know this is going to come across really crotchety old man, but like from horse armor outrage to 
people like, wait a minute, you don't have additional monetization, but I want to give you more money. Like, it's just the weirdest, yeah. the weirdest thing. But to be honest, this, this is the way how it goes, right? I mean, from from uh, that is the whole idea of pushing the envelope, bringing new systems like that one. We had it with Dead Space and other games where people were outrageous, and then you do it a little bit different. It's like, okay, we're going one step back, but still you continue to going down that road. So, um, I mean, I guess if you want to be optimistic about it. People get used to it. Yeah, you're right. People get used to it, definitely. Um, But I think if you, I guess if you want to be optimistic, it's like people want to support games they love and they want more of games they love. So maybe that's also a case like if you have that model, like um, a game which is just, over and done it's cool it's 100% completed whatever people expect maybe even from the old times at some point uh, an expansion like even back then yeah. most yeah. games had at least like one or two years later successful yeah. games had like a big expansion or a smaller expansion or something like I sure. I the the question is is a crit- criticism for squadrons is not not a game as a service which constantly floods you with content like every couple of months or even every month or battle pass or whatever or is it more that people wish that this game gets extended in general which is different to uh, games as a service or not 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 necessarily the same as a games as a service game right are people saying we would like to have more I mean, content uh, or we want uh, to have a constant hand- flow of content on the one hand, I agree with you, but then again, I don't think any are there or like you know are there a lot of multiplayer focused games these days that are not a game as a service but still get new content? You know, it feels like like that has been has has more or less become the model, right? This oh, has a this has a single player thing, right? Is it this has a single player campaign? Yes. Is it good? I haven't played this one. It's yeah, it's a very fun game. Like unfortunately, some some stupid mr spencer had to release a flight simulator and now it seems like that for the rest of the year it seems to be um it's going to be very hard to find a joystick somewhere because everybody's playing playing flight simulators i have the same issue are you playing this without a hotas yeah it's uh now oh you can't play this without a hotas well there is no hotas oh you need a hotas that is the reason why i haven't played it yet because there's no hotas anymore oh you need a hotas it's gone Richard. Right. The um, holy shit! The T flight that I bought for forty bucks is selling third party on Amazon for hundred and ten bucks. You see, you can make a fortune now selling your hutas. That makes sense because the Elite expansion is not till next year. Well, that's okay because you know another thing also is not out until next year. Is a hutas? No, I was going to say Squadron Forty Two. Ah, I was going to segue yes. already, but like, did you guys have did you guys have any more thoughts on squadrons? No, I did not. I, I, Which I, is a good Star Wars game. Absolutely ready to dive into that as soon as I have a hotas. So maybe twenty twenty-five. Or if Richard sells me his hotas for like five hundred euros or something. I'll think about it. Give me one of your give me one of your seven Xboxes you pre-ordered. Okay. Seriously, Basti, what's wrong with your Xbox pre-ordering? Like, it's getting it's obsessive and compulsive and shameful and disorder. Just own up to it, Busty. You. Anyways. That's, what do you own the Xbox? Let's not get hold up. How do you own disorder? What? What? I'm sorry. I said let, let's not get hung up on who may have pre-ordered what or not. Or what not no, you know, we that, shouldn't. Or maybe that we doesn't should. Mean anywhere. Maybe we, 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 we should make a whole podcast episode about it. Marcel, how about that? 
that is futile and not fruitful. Wow. This is something I have to unfortunately agree with you. Like um, thinking Speaking about the, the conversations we had about that topic matter in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You not you there. would notice your audience because you were not there not there, unless your name is in, in the audience is Oliver. Then maybe you were there. Uh, last week we for the first time since march i think all three of us were together in the office again and we mm -hmm. were having lunch and the entirety of the lunch like like the, the poor lady was asking richard what would you like to eat and he was like yeah i'll have the i'll have the fried chicken with like marcel's xbox pre-order so like it was it was impossible to have a normal conversation with richard because he was so obsessed with his you know unreasonable and and un, un based in nothing but his own flights of fancy mm. idea that I had pre-ordered an Xbox. Wait a uh, second, Series X. Hold on, is, did you order an Xbox? I told you many times before, including on this very podcast, right yeah. here. I have pre-ordered a PS5. So you're yeah, just yeah, but I didn't have, no, selling on, your you. Xbox One Series I X didn't. to get ready for next gen to be ready for your PlayStation. Then didn't didn't ask about your PlayStation at all. I didn't ask about it. Did you pre-order an Xbox? It's just really, it's a yes or no question. Again, yes. I'll make oh, this no. very clear. If the question yeah. is, have you pre-ordered a next-gen console? My no, no, that wasn't Holy the shit, Marcel, it's getting ridiculous. You're embarrassing yourself. Let's move on. Yes or no? Please move on. Please stand by. There's nothing wrong let's with ordering on. an Xbox. It's just... Holy shit. I'll, ju I'll just say, Richard, please stand by, and let's mm -hmm. move on. Okay. Um, Standing by for Squadron 42, Richard, thoughts? What what do you have to say about the latest escapades of one Mr. Chris Roberts? Well, you didn't read the uh, you didn't read the headline, so I have nothing to react to, Marcel. Well, you can read it yourself. Okay. You're, you're you're a big strong squat leader. Let me let me now I gotta move my arm all the way over to this tab. All right. Um, this is from Eurogamer. Uh, as Star Citizen turns eight years old, the single player campaign still sounds a long way off. Does it? <laughs> which is does it which count is, as news at this point? Um, it, it, that, it, yeah, they said like at some point last year they had said a Squadron Forty Two was going to be in beta in quarter three of last year, right? Okay. And then they said they're going to delay it by a year, so it should be in beta or something right now. I don't know. And there is not even a date anymore for it, right? For Squadron Forty Two, much less Star Citizen, of course. I think my it, the, so the news is that Star Citizen turned eight years old, um, which is cool. Good point, yeah. Uh, and Does that the... even count? Like turned like like normally, you know, you count a game's birthday from its release. <laughs> nope. I feel like traditionally, nope. I can't. I can't wait. Um, by the time, um, I mean, look, you've been playing Baldur's Gate three. That game is three years old. Okay, fair enough. You know, it, no, you don't. Um, the other the other uh, things that I thought were were fun um, from skimming through this story was. Um, what was it? Somebody said that there's interviews from Mark Hamill, uh, who's in, who's in this, who's in Squadron Forty Two. Yeah. Uh, he's got he's got interviews where he's like he 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 was not confirmed to be in the next Star Wars trilogy at that point. So they made mm. they made all of those. Um, nice. Fucking unfortunately, but you know they made all of those. Um, and the. Uh, the other one was, I, I believe, some one of you guys posted this at me, where where he uh, he put out a a letter comparing um, comparing the development to the Apollo mission, right? Yeah, like there has been a letter from the chairman, which I think is what they call like you know blocks from from Chris Roberts himself to the Star Citizen faithful. Yeah. And in one of these, he had uh, you know compared their work to the uh, Apollo mission, 
which um, managed to put uh, humans on the moon in, I think at this point, like all less time than it's taken them to develop their space game. Great. Please, please tell me that Star Citizen Faithful is the official way they address their fans. I think it's like a... I don't I think know. Like, here's, here's, the, here's how I would do it. Man, this is a fucking feature by now. This is genius, okay? Here, if I was Chris Roberts, join me on my Chris Roberts roleplay, okay? So, the first thing I would do is I would get a big fucking clear cylindrical tank installed behind my desk, all right? Big long office, giant fucking tank, okay? And every day, I'd have the fucking bean counters take the money that we made that day take it out of the bank in fucking cash and pour it in the tank behind me. All right. Every fucking day. And maybe there's a little hose that like, you know, it goes off to pay expenses or whatever, but that it's just the money tank. All right. And there's, there's a big red line near the fucking bottom of the tank, almost at the bottom of the tank that just says, uh, okay, now we ship the game. Okay. That's how I would do it. And until the money hit that red line, I would never fucking ship this fucking video game ever. Now you sound like comedic, but like, what's what's your actual like reasoning for like you know? No, I'm, I'm serious. Not saying that your idea. No, that's what I'm saying. Like you sound like you know, obviously presented this as a joke now, but like there is some some you know actual or like you know, reasonable thinking behind your theory. So you know, I'm asking you to present that. No, this is this is this is this is this is the thing. Uh, even listen, even if I fucking died. If I died before the game came out, my will would tell them to use that as a reason to delay the game more. They figured it out. This is fucking genius. Like I'm yeah. not even I'm not even yeah. fucking mad. Like the the art the, the Eurogame article, the funniest fucking quote that came out of that is like the 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 guy says, and I, I gotta find the actual thing. It hasn't stopped making money the day before. Like this was published on October 10th. On October 9th, they made over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in crowdfunding alone. This game has what, 300, was it 300 mil in crowdfunding? That should be coming up on at least. I think the last time I checked, but it was like a while ago, oh, was 258 or something. They fucking did it. This is a successful business model. We can talk shit about Star Citizen all day long because um, it's fun. Yeah, to but, be honest. Yeah. Like they fucking did it. This is all, it, 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 this is the weirdest thing because like, I, this is also why I think unironically you should say that Star Citizen is eight years old. Like it has been a selling product. If you, as Chris Roberts, go to a bank, to an investment bank, and um, puts down your whole like history of that, that product from start to, to now, and ask for more investment money, whatever, they would say, like, oh, holy shit, this genius, let me shake your hand. That is fucking, it's indisputable, the amount of money. If you, are, if you are Chris Roberts, when you go to the bank, do you demand that they address you as the wing commander? No, Most I wouldn't. Or the you chairman. Know when I wanted money from the bank, I would just draw them a picture of of something and say, it's going to be awesome. And they would give me money because it fucking works in every other aspect of my business dealings. I, I like, like, it's really, it's really, um, it's unassailable. Like you can't talk shit about it. They, they've, they've done it. They've found a audience that will not give up. They want this dream. They've shared on it and they must have fucking delivered something. Like, let me tell you that, like that, that's another thing, like cynical bullshit talk aside, like there is playable alphas of star citizen. If, if it was, if it was transparently fucking laughable, like if it was so 
like if that game was was the flop that the the antagonist of that game really hope it would be if it was anywhere near that they'd fucking eat this shit alive but there there's something to it yeah it's fucking buggy yeah it's a little weird um it, it might not be something that i'm personally uh because i do like me a space game it might not be something that i'm personally super keen to check out but like 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 i, I don't know um it, it's it's difficult to be to talk too too heavy on them because like they're they're selling a a product they have three studios open off of a game or two technically that that don't exist and i i'm not sure how much of this is whales because it's anybody probably a it, lot of them it could be um anybody getting into it now has to be has had ample fucking warning um, I guess I guess now I, the 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 biggest point of controversy, and I don't know if they've addressed this because like it still tastes weird to me, was like the whole we don't refund shit policy. Um, but again, man, like don't fucking kickstart things. It's weird. So they they have found they have found thousands of investors with zero risk. If everything goes wrong today, they're not going to have to pay that money back, right? In theory, and I'm asking, like, I'm not a lawyer, and maybe you guys can have to correct me to this. Like, in theory, I'm a lawyer. thank you. In theory, Chris Roberts could get up and say, you know what, I'm just going to cash yeah. out, and we're not going to do this anymore, and and that's it. Like, he doesn't have to pay anybody back, right? No. Uh, I don't know what their what their like toss or eula looks like for stars. Honestly, no clue. Yeah. Um. I, I remember that. I, all I remember was headlines about refunds a while back. But either way, I have to imagine again, not a lawyer, uh, that that crowdsourcing this money is somehow much safer in terms of risk for them than getting it from a publisher where it is locked behind a milestone and oh, sure, yeah. or, you lawyers know, from, from, from you know traditional investors or so exactly so they fucking figured it out i mean like a slow clap forever this motherfucker made a movie with freddie prince jr and is somehow making over two hundred fifty thousand dollars a day like he did it we're 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 wrong here all I can say for my part is I um, have no interest in Star Citizen, the MMO. I still really want to play. I mean, I'm very excited to play, hopefully, one day Squadron 42, because that was the thing that originally yeah. drew me, you know, to the whole pitch was like, hey, you know, a new Wing Commander game with, like, the, the production values and all the cinematic flair that, like, his games used to have. And Jillian Anderson. That, that's, exactly. And, you so know, Jillian Anderson, I mean, the... like, uh, I would kickstart that. Did, well, I, we, we can play that game, right? Thanks to our our charitable deeds of of the past. Yes, I haven't kickstarted it, but I do have some ships in the game. But no Squadron Forty Two yet. Alas, one day, maybe. One day, far away. So there is, um, I guess, one last topic we should tackle because you know some of you guys have been talkative like a Larian RPG. Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass. Very good. That's actually important because, you know, like your audience last week, what, a second after we stopped recording, Busty was like, oh, fuck, no, we forgot to mention Xbox Game Pass the whole episode. Not once did we mention it. So please feel forgive Busty. He is weak, but he will pre-order three more Xbox Series you X know, to make up for his You know what could fix that one? Like a proper sponsorship for Xbox Game Pass. And we would absolutely make sure that we not only mention Xbox Game Pass in every episode, we could even create our own advert section just for Xbox Game Pass and Phil. True. Marcel could talk about this Xbox that he pre-ordered. This is getting ridiculous, seriously. I this can is talk, getting... talk about all the games I've downloaded and probably will never play. That sounds more realistic, actually. 
But yeah, um, talking about things that nobody, that very soon nobody will ever play again. We need to talk about Amazon Game Studios because uh, you know Amazon has been kind of successful in in a lot of the ventures. You know, shipping stuff, the book market, servers, uh, undermining labor laws, uh, a lot of stuff. Where like you know they they've been doing really stellarly recently and mm. for a while now. But there's one thing that they've been completely unable to crack so far, and that's the gaming markets. So I want to give you a brief timeline of some things, and afterwards you guys tell me what you think, right? Hit me with your timeline. And, and if you don't like it, then you can do as Amazon does. You can just hire like some former CIA people or so to to keep tabs on me and spy on me, because you know, I maybe one day become a a a union leader or some shit like that. So at TwitchCon 2016, Amazon Game Studios announced their first three PC games. Actually, it was supposed to announce four, but like the fourth, the fourth one was internally at the time such a clusterfuck that they declined to announce it, and that was just as well because shortly afterwards they canceled it anyways without anybody like you know hearing about it. it. Was an RTS game, and I think their idea was like 10,000 players or like 100,000 players at once because servers and clouds. Good God. Um. So they did announce three games on that fateful TwitchCon September 2016. The first one was Breakaway. It was a team-based multiplayer game that mixed elements of MOBAs and sports games, or cynical people at the time said, like, oh, it's League of Legends meets Rocket League, um, using heroes from mythology and history. Um, of course, for the three of us, it might remind us of another game that was also made with the same engine that they bought from Crytek called Arena of Fates, but I think that has largely been forgotten by history. Never, never heard of it. What, what is that? Yeah. Sounds awful. Yeah. yeah sounds cool. I liked it. I liked it. No, I, I liked it. I'm sorry. I can't talk. Um, so they, shortly after the announcement, they started like a beta. Uh, I happened to be in it. It was a bit confusing, all of it. And I seemingly was the only person who thought it was confusing. Because roughly a year after the announcement, they said that the development of Breakaway was going on hiatus um, to rework the core gameplay. And already then people were saying, that doesn't sound like it's going to come back anytime soon. And five months later, in March 2018, Amazon themselves said it's not going to come back anytime soon because it's cancelled. Then the next thing was they also announced at the same time at TwitchCon New World. New World is a sandbox PvP-focused or PvP-heavy MMORPG that has drawn some flag for its setting, which is a fictionalized colonial British-era America. Mm-hmm. When you know where you, um, yeah, you look like a mix between a a Puritan preacher and a conquistador or something. That's how I. That's my business casual. <laughs> Very nice, classy. I like it. Uh, it's it's an MMO uh, again. It has, and we know these games tend to take a while. Uh, it has actually gotten some decent previews this summer. It looks also right. been Delayed many times. So you know, it was announced in 2016. Finally, it was supposed to come out in May 2020. Um, it was delayed to August 2020, and then this summer it was delayed to sometime spring next year. I thought that so, shit came out. I've seen people play that video game. Yes, like from previews, events or so, like betas, but like the game is not out. It's coming out spring 2021. It's actually not free to play. Interestingly enough, it's buy to play uh, without a subscription or anything, so it's following the same business model as something like Guild Wars. It's kind of fucking cool, to be honest, man. I can't do... I. I can't do subscription. I, that's why I stopped playing Final Fantasy. I get that. I mean, you know, I've I've just reinstalled World of Warcraft today because the Shadowlands pre-patch is out tomorrow, I think, in, Ger- in Germany. Um, so, you know. Don't you have, like... Haven't you been in-game buying a subscription for, like, four years or some shit? For what? 
for a while. I thought you haven't paid for an actual no game time in a while. Okay. No, no, no. I, I haven't had a while for a while. All right. Okay. And finally, the last uh, game, you know, to complete the trifecta. So so far, we have one cancelled game, one that has been repeatedly delayed and may hopefully turn out good next spring. And the third one is the most amazing example. It's Crucible. So Crucible is was um, a team-based free-to-play shooter with competitive PVE, essentially. So it reminded me a little bit personally of Gigantic. Um, but other people said, okay, you know, it reminds it has elements of mobile in there because you have different characters. Maybe also like some elements of a battle royale. Some people compared it to what's it called, the Circle from Jager. I think um, Epic so, really like, you know, the ball on this one. All kinds about, of right? stuff. Richard still insists that it looks like Epic's cancelled mobile that I forgot what it was called. See, what was it called, Basti? I don't know, but it uh, looks like that. Paragon. Uh, Paragon. Paragon. Uh, I know uh, everything. It was called Paragon. Completely different art style, though. Paragon was like much more looking like Lawbricks, actually. We're running out um, of single words to call these fucking games. Ick what? Exactly. Yeah. Single word. Like, you just need any single word. Knuckle so, yeah. Dome. Knuckle Crucible, Dome. Crucible announced September 2016. Didn't hear a single peep about it until April 2020, like in the middle of the corona lockdown. There was a news story saying, oh yeah, you know, um, Amazon shooter launching next month. Everyone was like, what the fuck? This game still exists and no betas, nothing. It just launches next month. And indeed, it launched on May 20th um, on Steam, which was surprising because, you know, I at least, and I think a lot of people were expecting that Amazon is going to use games, much like Microsoft does with Game Pass, you know, as a as a way to fix people and to get them into their ecosystem. You know, like use the Twitch or the Amazon Game Launcher or Net or whatever you want to call it. I thought you were going to be so much not. meaner about that, dude. I thought you were going to be not. like, I expected Amazon to do games like everyone else does and sell them. No, that's not how I roll. I'm a professional, see? Yeah, you're a nice And you're guy. a dickwad. Not to be confused with the upcoming MMO MOBA Battle Royale Clash of Clans clone. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they put it on Steam on May 20th. Um, already it was off like to kind of a poor start because I was, you know, I wanted to try it. I was curious. I like me a good multiplayer shooter. I want to see, you know, just from professional interest what Amazon has been up to all these years. So the hour of the release came on Steam mm. uh, and then it wasn't releasing and it wasn't releasing. And like two hours after the supposed time of release, they said, hey, it's going to launch sometime during the next day. So like they essentially, if you want to be picky about it, they delayed it after the announced delay hour, like the, the hour of the release, like the hour came and then we're like, oh, we're just delaying it until later tomorrow, which was already, you know, uh, okay, weird, feels weird. And that must like be super, super frustrating for the devs, I'm sure. And um, not as frustrating as what happened next though, of course, because roughly a month later on June 30th, they did the largely unprecedented move, and like, you know, there's been, of course, a lot of press coverage, a lot of snark about this, of unreleasing the game. So they took the game off from, well, it's still on Steam, but like new players couldn't get it anymore. They said, uh, we're taking the game out of really out of the state of being released and into closed beta again to rework if you bought it, it you're a beta for player, the future right? exactly if you yeah. bought it you you can keep playing the beta I, I could still play it i think because you know, i downloaded it but like no more new players could get it and um they said they were going to rework it and keep the community informed and they i think like had monthly, monthly patches or so and now last week four months after unreleasing the game they announced that crucible has been cancelled and everybody who spent any money, any money in it is getting it completely refunded. So they're doing the right thing there. Yeah. 
But uh, wow. So yeah. So yeah. Amazon started with four PC games. Um, one was canceled before it was ever announced. One was canceled in beta uh, a year after announcement. One was released uh, after three and a half years, and then four months after release was canceled. And the last one is after four years after its announcement, still still not released. So oof, that's a that's a mixed bag, I'm gonna say. That's 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 a slow car crash for our friends at Amazon. Well, didn't they also? I mean, also, what happened to uh, the Grand Tour? Wasn't that also a thing? Yes, but I think that was actually developed. I'm not sure. I'm actually sure if it was developed by them. Like it was published by, by Amazon okay, Games Studios, okay, okay. but you know, it, it was not part of like their big efforts. Because you know, obviously, I, I can see where they were coming from. If you look at these games, all of them, you know, multiplayer with some PvP stuff. It's clear, you know, that they were like, hey, we have this kind of popular streaming service. People love watching stuff like League of Legends and Overwatch online. Let's combine that. Um, but it really also feels like to me that the thing that, that Amazon or Google or so companies like these are struggling with is it doesn't feel like they, they're trying to make games, you know, like to sell games or to make good games or so. It always feels like it's, hey, we can use games as a gateway to get people into something different. Like, hey, we, here we're going to promote Twitch and we're going to promote Amazon games, you know, like uh, uh, the, the servers and all of that stuff. But like, it, at least, you know, if I want to be cynical, at least with Crucible and Breakaway. New World is like a little bit different to me because, you know, that is hardly a, a, a sandbox MMORPG. That's hardly, you know, like a super mainstream genre. So there it feels like you know, maybe like that's the game the devs want to make. But with these others, it, it felt to me like a yeah. little bit like, yeah. you know, designed by, by executive committee or something. Exactly. And, you know, and, and I don't want to be harsh. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming any of the deaths on this. You know, I'm sure like no death. Yeah, and I really, I feel super yeah. sorry for them. Like after all this mess with Crucible, especially like that must be, you know, like essentially twice heartbreaking, like to take Nobody it out of release to see and your then project four months later, this, yeah. that's super fucked up. And I feel really bad for these guys. So, I mean, like you're, you're right in that the, the, the way, the reason this, this, the way it looks to me is like these things are safe. They're very safe products. Um, there's there's nothing that really, and, and, and in doing so, they're so safe that they're a little bland, right? Uh, yeah, like, and that's always the trick, right? That was always the problem for all the, the Warcraft clones, mm -hmm. where everybody's like, Warcraft is popular, let's do an MMO just like that. And yeah. If it's too similar, then there's like, okay, I have all my achievements, you know, like all the things all my characters leveled up, my guild, all my friends in Warcraft, the social networks. Why would I want to leave that for a new MMO that is largely trying to do the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got, I got no, I got no reason to to do that. And and I think that's really the case with all their games. I think, I think if I'm being blunt, and this is this is from a customer perspective, because I mean, I, I think there's a, there's aspects of quality in all of these from a from a developer perspective that shouldn't be overlooked. But like. Crucible did not. If you showed people screenshots of Crucible, they wouldn't say, "Oh yeah, that's Crucible." You know, if you should, and that that's the same with pretty much any of their stuff. I, I mean, Breakaway looked pretty generic. Crucible looked pretty generic. Like New World is not. It, it looks good, like competent. You know what I mean? It's just like there's there's there doesn't seem to be a lot of individualism. And to me, when I see stuff like that, it's not a it's not a uh, dev problem because I again I feel like a lot of these games are really competently made. Like I don't think that they're very um, they're not they're certainly not like broken. Um, it's just like somebody wanted to play this really safe. Somebody wanted to 
the, the the thing that they was most important to them, like you said, Marcel, was like, all right, um, the integration of Twitch uh, is the thing that we're doing in this video game. Uh, the it it is an MMO that does this. That's what we're doing in this video game. It is it is like that, you know. And it's it's I I'd like to see them take the obvious talent that they got um, and put something out that's really out there. I mean, because I don't get the point of having a gigantic thing like Amazon back you up if it is not to do something real fucking weird i don't know i think i think the 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 problem um games from amazon or services from google etc are facing that i have the feeling that google and uh, amazon as as a huge 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 corporation they're probably pitching that new joint venture oh we have a gaming division now to their investors and to their um, shareholder board it's like oh this is a great thing we're doing this and this market is so big and then they have a lot of like corporate presentations about that stuff we're playing it safe and this is a guaranteed or this is a, the, the cost of return a return of investment we're gonna we're gonna get with that i have the feeling that the people making the decisions are so um distant from from the actual games and video games and the creative part of that industry you have that often also with the video games uh, with the movie industry when they're just like creating bland movies to to have a good return of investment that that's not going to fly with video games and then they try it out a couple of years but it's still pocket money for them compared to to the other ventures they have and then they just drop it's like oh whatever we tried it out but um, nah, was not not really the the amount of like uh, success we hoped for, um, and then you end up with a situation that that corporations like Google have dozens, if not hundreds, of projects which they just try out because they get a little bit of investment money for a couple of years, and then they realize ah oh, that was not like a project A B C D E F G was not working out. Maybe project Y was good, but the rest kill it. And I have the feeling that is a problem that this stuff is designed from the start to uh, convince investors that this is their product which is completely custom made to fit in that market and that's not going to work without the creative part without the 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 risk to create something new something different um video games in that size already going to fly in my opinion and that will repeat over and over again because i have the feeling that companies like amazon uh just don't get it in that regards lessons to learn yeah i mean as i said i think they're like actually um new world feels a little bit different to me um just because you know it's it's not a not quite as as you know following a template of popular games like for example with breakaway a lot of people were immediately this is league of legends with like the sports aspect of of rocket league because these are hugely popular games um new world feels like a little bit different like you know um Again, already like MMOs, like specifically sandbox and MMOs, like have have never been like a huge mainstream genre. So that really feels like okay. Obviously, you know they they wanna they wanna push like or like showcase the server technology. And I mean, you know, in their defense, like you know that is obviously something they're good at, right? Like I think AWS is more or less for, like the games industry standard for for um, servers and stuff like that so maybe the question is also you know do you need your own game to push that if everybody else already uses it or like a ton of them are using it outside of of you know microsoft um but yeah it it really feels unfortunately like some of these games or like you know just the the whole idea of why they want to make games again at the executive level 
it doesn't feel like genuinely we want to make games, you know, because that is our business. You know, for example, like say what you want to say about a company like EA or Activision, but they have to, you know, they want to make good games because that is how they stay in business. You know, that's what they sell. And as Basti just said, like for companies like Google or Amazon, like so it's such a side thing that like, oh, you know, I guess we didn't succeed uh, despite throwing all the money at it. Um, okay, let's do something else now. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that must be uh, incredibly frustrating for the devs who obviously like you, you don't, as a dev, you don't go to Amazon and say, yes, I'm going to make this game and we're going to showcase the servers and like, uh, you know, Bezos is going to be so rich and happy. You obviously want to go somewhere and make a good game for your players. And uh, yeah, uh, I, can, I, can, I, can, I would imagine, you know, from, from afar, from the outside, that that must be a super frustrating situation for them these days, for, for you know, the, the, the grunts on the ground who try to make a good game. And really, I hope for them that New World is, is going to be that good game finally. Um, again, like the last batch of, of previews from the summer um, seem quite promising. They're doing some cool things there, like Full Collision, which I think very few MMOs outside of Warhammer Online have, have done yeah. really for PvP. So, um, yeah. But it's... Uh, it we're going to see maybe, you know, maybe Luna... Oh. Maybe Luna is going to do well for their gaming efforts for them. Hopefully, yeah, you, you want to see, you want to see people be successful. You want to see more uh, worse than games. best, yeah, absolutely. Like, especially in the MMO genre, which was, I mean, this is a, a days of future past scenario that all of a sudden they they're trying to be successful with an MMO again. But I I hope um, that nowadays Western MMOs have like some sort of a comeback other than World of Warcraft, right? Right. What what was the last really like you know major new MMO that came out and was success? Was was Elder Scrolls Online right? Western MMO. Or in MMO general, in general, last the last new. Black Desert. Yeah. Is is that really like that big? Black, Black Desert yeah. in, in the west. In yeah. the west. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, 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 I saw I saw somebody streaming Black Desert last week a prominent western streamer that game is featured in at in ads on twitch on youtube basically everywhere um for me it's the pc game or the mobile game no the pc game pc game black desert online all right yeah. this game is huge it's really really huge I, okay yeah. it, did, it did come out it did come out a year after Elder Scrolls online so there. Which year was what? it? What was the year of the release of Black Desert? Uh, 2015, seemingly, but I'm not sure if that was in the West or in Korea. <laughs> I, I assume it's I hilarious assume that we can't think of another successful MMO that's come out in the last five years. I mean, like it depends. Like, if you want to count something like Destiny or like, uh, like Division, I would not, in that sense, no, like specifically the, not, kind, yeah. the type of kind we're talking about Let's right say now. MMO RPGs. Yeah right. Yeah, I mean, arguably, I would say, like, out of all these, like, you know, out of out of their genre, Division is pretty close to a RPG because, like, it's very, very stat driven. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't fucking know about all this. I wouldn't call it the same thing. I don't think it's doing that. I don't think. I don't think that's the thing you're talking about. I don't think people are like, can't play Shadowlands Division 2 as a thing coming out. I don't know. Well, like, you know, there, there can be different audiences within one genre, sure. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. Nah. I don't know. Nah, I'm, I'm, hmm. 
Hmm. Let's let's think on it. That'll be our question to grow on. Yeah. So uh, according to Wikipedia, The Division Two is an online action role-playing video game. Just saying. Just saying. Wikipedia is on my side. As is God and Todd Howard, who may actually be God. I'm not sure. What the fuck is this weird-ass genre dick conversation? I. Mm. I'm just saying. Look, I just want to put mm. this out. Like, let's not make this about how right Marcel is, because mm. we know he's all the right, like all the this way right. The weirdest shit. The right. Look oh, behind you. It's a battle pass. Oh my god. It's, it's actually it's pass. actually a, a it's actually a cat licking himself, but close it enough counts. to a battle pass, give I it, guess. Give it twenty bucks and see what it does. Huh. He just looks very confused now. Have you heard Richard's voice? Yeah, no, he sounds nasty. Um, anyways, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Any any last parting thoughts on on uh, Amazon's? Yeah, unfortunately, not not overly successful so far. Gaming efforts before we wrap this up, because you know, Daddy has got battle passes to buy. We got battle passes to buy. No, I I hope they I hope they get. It. Fuck, man, I don't even know where they're going. If they want to make good games, I hope they get there. If they want to keep doing these uh, these weird side projects, I hope they get weirder and not less weird. I hope they uh, I hope they find a groove because I mean there is a lot of talented people there, and I don't ever want to take away with that with my blatant shit talk of projects. Um, but uh, you know, as it stands now, this stuff is just a little a little flat. That's my last thought on it. See any last thoughts that are not Richard's thoughts? I I wanna wanna see a Western RPG a MMORPG succeeding again, but I'm also ah I'm on the fence. Also with stuff like the their new streaming cloud service, when everyone for two days or so lost their shit, it's like oh my god, this will change the game. Like I, I don't see like they uh, companies like Google and Amazon, given their track record, have to uh, they have to convince me, and I hope that. Um, they will do at some point, especially when it comes to games uh, and game studios, because I think competition is great, but I don't see it. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how New World goes. I mean, Richard has, I think in the, in the past, he has actually inquired yeah. of his own free volition about New World to me. Yeah, it looks real. It looks like I, I watched it for about five minutes and didn't have time to watch it further. Um, and then I asked about it and I did not know that it was so PvP focused, which is a huge fucking dent to me. Because I don't want to spend any time around real people. So you you don't want to spend any time around real people. So you naturally thought, hey, maybe an MMO could be interesting. There's an MMO. Like you can totally not play. You can play Final Fantasy XIV alone. Be honest. Was the thing that appealed to you the idea of again, even if just virtually and fictionally, like stealing the land from the natives? I guess you know. I gotta live my gotta live my heritage. God, that that doesn't even sound right as a joke. You're a terrible person, and I'm not sure yet if we're going to have, have you back again in the future as a guest if you keep you, it up like this. You probably shouldn't. Then again, you know, if, if Basti is not here uh, anytime soon, then maybe I'm going to fall back to you as a, you know, replacement guest. Yes, uh, guest guest. Guest guest, replacement guest, Richard, a token American. Yeah. So anyways, I was still, you know, despite your terrible opinions and despite, and I just want to say this for the record, despite being wrong about the fact because Tom Clancy's City Division 2 is a RPG, um, Richard, it was great to have you here today. Where can people hit you up if they want to talk to you outside uh, you can, of the New World Beta servers? You can find me on Twitter at Crucible. Uh, for some reason, that domain was free. So, I just <laughs> dude, too soon. Um, Literally too soon. It's probably going to be available sometime soon. But <laughs> where can people talk to you if they want to complain about Richard's antics? At uh, Bastian Thun, on Twitter. 
Awesome. Um, if you also want to, for whatever reason, ask me if I pre-ordered an Xbox, um, you can do so at com underscore Raven. The answer is I pre-ordered a PS5. It's hopefully going to be here next month. Um, you can also shoot us an email to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. And of course, my favorite part of every single episode mentioning this is our Twitter handle at Plunchcast. 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 Just like there should be t-shirts, there should be merchandise, there should be adult toys with Plunchcast on them. It Ooh, just wait, works what? with everything, literally. That does the what? opposite of roll off the tongue. Plunchcast. Plunchcast. Yeah. Plunchcast. Anyways, I had a good time. Uh, I hope to, you know, uh, have another good time with all of you, dear listeners. Yes, Richard. Yes, yes. I know. Yes, you're back. Yes. Please do your Todd Howard. Yes, go. What do you think? What do you think Phil Spencer's up to? We're we're doing this now because he purchased Todd Howard and now Todd Howard is is not a person anymore. Okay, what is Phil? Well, I can tell you what Phil Spencer's not up to making Mac Assault backwards compatible, which is bullshit. Wow. I didn't didn't think you'd have something to say about that. Maybe (laughs) if you keep... If you keep impressing Phil Spencer, he'll purchase you too. See if he wears a Marcel t-shirt on his next press conference. Plunchcast. Plunchcast. We the old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school.